Hey, John, this was fascinating talking to Diego Cardenas. Cardenas. See, Cardenas. Yeah. See, you say it like a gringo, just like he I said I know, he you did would. say that I said it like a gringo, but Diego has this super influential group, the Harley-Davidson Livewire Riders. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. Uh, learned a ton of stuff about Livewire. It's fantastic. It, there's a whole culture evolving around this machine at this point. I'm, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of it. And he's already got 5,000 miles. 5,000 miles, man. That's very cool. Wait till you hear this podcast. Very cool. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. Okay, on the line with us today, someone that I've been trying to reach out to is uh, Diego Cardenas. Uh, Diego is uh, created the most influential Harley-Davidson Livewire Riders group uh, that I'm aware of right now. Diego, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Diego. So um, I know I might have butchered his name, and Mark gave me a dirty look right away. Yeah, he's got the uh, coolest name in the planet. He does have a cool name, no and, doubt. And you, and you, you it's Diego Cardenas. Is I don't think that's how they <laughs> pronounced it. Yeah. And Diego Cardenas is fine with me. Okay. There you go. I've been called worse things, so I'm sure you have. We all have. Diego, welcome uh, to Behind the Bars podcast. We're super excited to have you. Uh, I want to get right into it because we only have roughly 20 minutes before our listeners stop listening. So uh, you created um, you created a really uh, a group that people create groups all the time on Facebook and, and different uh, platforms. But your group is really seems like it's uh, picked up some serious steam um, for our listeners that don't know about your group. Just just get us into what it what is this? So let me first plug it. So it's facebook.com forward slash HD Livewire. That's the page, and there's associated group to it. So it's a page slash group, which are both part of the same thing. Um, why did it come about? Um, I've been following the bike since its original conceptual design when they when Hardy Davidson, hey, we're thinking about going into this whole electric mobility motorcycle thing. And I'm a technologist by trade. You know, I work in IT and high-tech sectors here in California. And anything that you slap a computer, a battery, and some wheels on, you have me a hello. So, uh, you know, when the first Teslas came out, I was on the list, you know, waiting, hey, I want a Tesla. And as soon as I could afford one, I got one. So the next logical step for me was a motorcycle. Uh, yes, there's other electric bikes out there. You guys have talked to uh, talked about them in the past, like the Zeros and the Energicas and yada, yada, yada. But none of them were Harleys. So as soon as Harley said, you know, we are going to come out with this, like was that uh, December 2018 that they were going to release it in 2019, I said, take my money. And obviously, as you guys well know, it was originally scheduled to be out in June of last year, didn't make it out, then October, and then September, and it was just this constant being pushed back. And literally, as soon as the first one hit in Southern California local dealership, uh, the guys at Laidlaw's, they called me up and said, hey, Diego, we got two bikes here. One is uh, destined to, for a VIP. The other one could be yours if you want it. And I said, I'll be right there. And I closed the deal up, when was this, late October, early November, right after the uh, production shutdown that they had for a day. And uh, the rest has been uh, a romance. So so you got this bike. Um, and obviously, prior to that, had you had you ridden any of the conceptual ones? Yeah, I had some uh, demo rides on some of the later prototypes, and early on on one of the original original prototype bikes that they were doing that whole 
uh, riding X-Trans back, you know, three or four years ago. But the bikes from three, four years ago were totally different. They are. Like, I mean, uh, power-wise, uh, battery-wise, uh, UI on the uh, user interface on the uh, GUI of the uh, computer. I mean, everything was totally different. How so, smooth they are. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say how smooth the, the, the motorcycle is. I mean, going down the road. You feel like oh, Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're on, you're it's in the movie Tron. Wise, I mean, it's, it's a whole different beast. I mean, just the booting up feature, turning on the bike is a lot quicker now. So, so it is a whole different experience. And the last uh, bike that I was able to get to onto before final release was uh, down here in Southern California during the summer of 2019. They had this event where they had like 14 or 15 bikes riding around the country in, in a trailer, and you would just get them. And uh, luckily, I come from uh, another Harley Davidson that was pretty disruptive, the V Rod market. So. I still have my V-Rod, and obviously when I pull up on my V-Rod and the guy who's putting the show together happens to be a V-Rod guy, automatically there's that brotherhood between V-Rod guys. And I go, dude, I'm thinking about this Livewire. And I've been following. He goes, dear, here's the key. Take off. Have fun. It's supposed to be a 10-minute ride, but he winks at me. He goes, it's okay. So I just <laughs> literally the whole weekend, Friday through Sunday, I just rode the hell out of that bike, which uh, just solidified my desire of having one because this was the next logical step for me. And uh, as soon as uh, Harley Davidson, you know, released the product, I was able to get it, and and that's where I said, you know, I I, I got to tell the people about this. I mean, uh, I, I like electri- electrification of vehicles, not because it, you know, not only because it's it's saving the environment and we're less dependent on oil, but it's just another way of getting around. You know, who doesn't like to get around in a different way? And if it's cheaper, if it's better, if it's faster, then why not? So. I just decided I'm putting up my little board, and one person became two, two became three, and three became 500, you know. So uh, it's growing. I think I have more people following my board than there's bikes out there in the world right now, which is funny. I always crack that joke with the guys at Harley. And um, they they seem to enjoy the content that I'm putting up. I mean, I don't only put up what I do. I put up, I mean, just today I put the stock quote for Harley Davidson, and I'm saying bye, bye, bye. You know, I'm just, I'm like a regular guy, you know, looking at opportunities. Uh, showcasing what I think is, is cool. Uh, I try to stick with Harley Davidson related themes. Uh, once in a while, I'll dive, you know, I'll go into something else that is related, but mostly it's Harley Davidson related live wire news. Um, and, and just kind of keep the people engaged you know, with different stuff, different subject matters. Not just, oh, the live wire is beautiful and this is what it does. No, this is what it does. This is beautiful. But in addition to that, you got stock, you got the, 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 the firing of CEO, you got all this other stuff that is relevant to the platform we're on. Of course. Basically a platform. So you, so um, I, I'm noticing uh, quickly that the page, and I'm trying not to overpower Mark here because Mark hasn't had an opportunity to ask his thousand questions of you, but um, the ultimately, I'm seeing people already on your page customizing these. Um, what are you seeing out there for for people that are that are? I mean, it, it seems like a new culture has has um, has been created. One thing that I'm noticing, which is funny, um, you know, like I said, I come from the from from. I, you know, I had a, I have a V-Rod still. I had a Sportster, a 95 Sportster. And, you know, when you have a, a rally or bike event, you know, normally you have the Harley-Davidson guy rallies and all you see is Harley-Davidson bikes. And then you have the rest of the world rallies where you have every other bike in, in this planet getting together to do their thing. Uh, with the live where I'm seeing something different. Just a, a month ago, two months ago, I was up in Northern California because I had a, a rare meeting of white unicorns where, Basically, we had the rarest electric motorcycles together in the same place. 
at the same spot at the same time. So we had the zeros, we had the energicas, we had a lightning strike, which is the whitest of the white unicorns, and we had one of the few live wires, which was mine. And I made the trek out there from L.A. to San Francisco on the bike just to prove a point. It's not only a bike that you can utilize you know, around the city. I was able to make it all the way up there with it. And uh, we had a nice little gathering of electric bikes, and this is what was weird is that you had every brand that was representing electric mobility in the same spot talking shop. Well, that, that is cool. It is cool. So, so how many bikes were in, in this group? So we had uh, overwhelmingly, uh, the majority were Energicas, which is the Italian version. You could say you could call it an Italian electric Ducati, if you want to put it that way, but it's not really a Ducati bike. It's an electric bike, very good bike. Uh, you had a bunch of zeros there, too. You had the one live wire, the one lightning strike. We even had a Bremo in there. We had a couple of other offshoot bikes that were like one-offs, some modified ones, and we just kind of parked them all together and just started talking. And obviously, when I pulled up in the live wire, people just kind of gathered around me and said, oh my God, is that a live wire? Yep, it is. And they just kind of you know, spread around it and asking questions. And I would explain to them how it worked and what it had, what it didn't have. And people would look at it, compare it with the other bikes. And, you know, the first thing that people saw when they saw the live wire is the quality of the craftsmanship it of is. the live wire, the de- detail, the design, the styling way surpasses anything else. It, it, it is actually, it's it's amazing. Product. What What's that, Diego? Yeah, so as being a proud owner that I am, uh, you know, I would, some of the, I mean, these people are seasoned electric bike riders. I mean, they're probably more seasoned than I am. Uh, they've had Energicus for years and Zeros for years, so they know how these bikes ride. So I would just hand the key over here, have a spin on it. And they would just go around the block on it and come back and go, oh my God, not only is it styling, it's styling beautiful, but it also performs and it handles like no other bike out there. So Diego, ha- having lived with the bike f- for several months now, Tell, tell us what what's the biggest surprise uh, f- about the live wire that you experienced um as of now what can i tell you the handling i come from a v-rod like i said so my v-rod is not the most nimble <laughs> bike in the world if you know what i mean uh, and with that you know with the rate that it has really it was really limit, limited on what i could do and i like weaving between traffic but with the v-rod i could not do that as as confidently that I do with, with the live wire. So with that, in com- compounding to that, the torque that the bike has gives me the sense of, not invincibility, but wanting to do stuff that I normally don't do on a bike because I know I have the instant torque. So if there's a tight spot, I go, eh, on another bike, I would say, you know what, I'll just hold off and I'll rev up the engine so they can hear me and they can spread over. Because here in California, we've got lane sharing, so we can straddle the lanes. Well, with the live wire, I go, yeah, what the fuck? They just go, excuse my French. <laughs> just what the hell. Uh, I'll just go right through these guys and they don't even know what hit them. So so with that sense of the word, uh, the performance on the bike, uh, the handling, the power, uh, the smoothness, the quality of the build. I mean, you can really see the effort of you know five years of R&D being put, in, being put here. Um, that's what I've kind of noticed on the bike that I really like. Now, I'm not a connoisseur of, of Japanese bikes. I'm not a connoisseur of, of Italian bikes. But I do know from people who do know about those bikes who have sat on my bike and ridden it that they come back saying, oh, my God, this is really nice. I was watching a couple of your YouTube videos uh, this morning, and one of the ones that I found really interesting is was the one about uh, – washing your live wire whether there was any concern 
um, for shocking. You know, <clears throat> of course, we, we, we don't keep toasters around our bathtubs. And I was thinking about this as you were into it. So there's no concern at all about introducing water to such high voltage, is there? No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the and, and don't get me wrong. I normally, you know, I being one of the first ones in Southern California, maybe the first one in Southern Cal and one of the first ones in California in general, I have uh, what they call White Glove, and the guys at White Glove kind of treat me kind of a, with a celebrity status because of what I'm doing on the on the forums. So I just send the text out, hey guys, just to make sure I'm not screwing anything up, is this okay? And they tell me, yeah, the bike's full, fully sealed, pressure tested. I mean, we do all kinds of testing in order for this to happen because you're supposed to ride this on the rain. So it's logical to think, you know, uh, that if it's rideable in the rain, then you can pressure test it. You know, I did put some kind of caveats on my video where I said, hey, don't just go crazy and bump to the wall and, and spray wash this thing all over the place. Try to stay away from the sensitive electronic circuits and maybe wipe those down. Just kind of common sense. But in general, yeah, the bike, and, and these are and these are questions that people send me through my forum. Is it okay if I wash my bike? Well, let me check first before I put my, my foot in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is okay here. Here's a little video, which sounds kind of trivial, but at the end of the day, so many people have seen that video and said, you know what? Yeah, now I can go watch it. <laughs> hey, Diego, uh, for our listeners that don't know, what what are you talking about when you reference the White Glove guys? So White Glove, uh, Harley Davidson has this program that, you know, that certain amount of people, and I don't know what the exact metric is, get assigned a, a engineering contact or a person at corporate that kind of not caters to you need, but kind of follows up with you. And this person calls up on you and tells you, hey, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay with the bike? And you give them your feedback. The idea is this two-way feedback circle. So if there's something you dislike or something you want to improve on, you let them know. And obviously, they bring that up to the chain of command. And if there's something they can do about it, they'll do about it. If not, they'll put it on their pants, you know. So uh, that's what White Glove is. Not everybody gets it that I know of. Uh, and I know probably every single Harley Davidson Livewire customer in the world will not get it. But those of us who do get it uh, have that ability to give them feedback. So in my case, I literally text my guy like every other day. I go, dude, you need this. Dude, you need that. Or you need to add this to your app. Or you need. And, and they take any any response. And he goes, don't worry. You're not hounding me. The more info you have, the better off we are. So you text your – you have a, a gentleman back in at Harley Davidson corporate that you can text with? That's uh that's listening to your feedback, an engineer. Yeah, yeah, close to an engineer level as it can get. You know, he at least is a cubicle throw away from the guy who probably sat down and did something about in that particular piece of the project. So Interesting. If there's something critical that I cannot see a workaround, I let them know. Hey, guys, it would be nice to to get this taken care of. Now, whether they do something or not, that's dependent on you know resources and budget and ROI and all that stuff. But at least you let them know, and I constantly give them feedback. You know, from the HD Connect app to the uh, motorcycle itself to features on the app or to new apps that do something really weird that I would like to see on the app. So, you know, for future designs, since this bike is fully connected, you'll be able to get some sort of over-the-air up upload or download, I'm sorry, and uh, add the feature to the bike or add the feature to the app that gives you that, you know, additional functionality. I mean, something as simple as I would like to, you know, one of the things about lithium-ion batteries on these in general, any lithium-ion battery-powered device, whether it's a Tesla or Livewire or whatever it is, you know, there's a happy medium where you want to keep those things charged between, you know, 25, 30% to 80%. You want to kind of keep them always there so the, the, the lithium-ion is, is happy with you. And it kind of demonstrates that it's, its happiness by not 
going bad at, on U.S. or or degrading over time. So uh, one of the things that I would like to see on the live wire, and this is a feature that I've asked, I go, hey, I like to put a percentage of how much, how, how high that I want it to charge to. So I want to charge every day to 80%. Well, I can set up a slider on the app or on the bike, and then it charges to 80%, so I don't have to worry about maxing out that battery every single time, therefore giving me more life on the, on the battery pack. So, so Diego, that... That's in, this is very interesting to me that you um, you have an audience there that's receptive to your experience on the live wire. What other sort of constructive criticism have you had to offer that you feel will improve the next generations uh, of the bike as they as it evolves? What, what where are the places where where it can stand to to improve? Um, performance wise, uh, some of the testing that I've done and. and there's probably going to be a product review coming out in my group pretty soon, a real extensive one. I've done a bunch of rides with celebrities and stuff like that already on the bike, and most of these are, are sales-driven, you know, reviews. You know, it's a great bike, and you got to get it, blah, blah, but somebody's really taking it to the to to, to what it does, or what it's supposed to do, then um, it's, it's, it's something that I'm doing with somebody right now. And one of the things we're finding is that on the handling, yeah, it handles nice, but it's, I don't know, for some reason it's kind of front-heavy, so it kind of dips in when you're trying to kind of gra- aggressively grab a curb, mm-hmm. and if you're breaking it, even it kind of aggravates that a little bit more. So so those are some of the little minor things that we're finding. I mean, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and obviously, our, my community, the number one thing from users who don't have the bike, who are looking into the bike, um, the biggest thing that they're looking at is, is the price point. Um, that's, I mean, if, if the Livewire would have been $10,000 cheaper, they would have been selling those things like hotcakes, you know, obviously with no corona because I don't know what the coronavirus, what's, what's happening nowadays, but uh, it would have been a lot a lot easier to, or for a lot of people to palate, especially the newer generations, the younger guys who are not as brand loyal as I am or maybe some of the old-timers are. Um, so that's those are two things that I would kind of criticize on it. Um, there's probably a couple more, but I don't want to give away the uh, – the suit that I'm working on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Diego, it's—I mean, we we know it's a wonderful bike, but there's always things like like you've commented on that that will be addressed as as the bike evolves. Diego, how has the real world um, range uh, experience has been for you? Now, the, the, before the bike re- was released, there were estimates and so on and so forth. In, in in your real world use, how has that range panned out for you? Do you feel? Um, do you feel that 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 those numbers uh, pre-arrival are accurate? Well, I'll say this right now. Um, my bike is—I bought it what, late October. I got it early November after they stopped. You know, they they resumed bike deliveries to clients. Um, and uh, in that short time, I have close to five thousand miles on it. Wow! For wow. an electric bike, five thousand miles wow. in that period of time, I think it's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I guess. I think uh, Ian McGregor and, and Charlie Warman did close to eleven thousand miles from Argentina yes. to to LA on their bike, going across multiple continents, multiple countries. So I'm probably there to say, besides them and the test bikes that Harley Davidson probably used throughout the years, I'm probably one of the highest ridden bikes in the in the country. I would say probably in the world. So with that being said, why do I have so many miles? I Use it as a commuter now. I live, I work in LA in the Beverly Hills area, Beverly Hills, California. You know the West LA area, uh, and uh, but I live close to 60 miles away. But 60 miles in California miles is really two hours driving time. So wow. I put 
my car away now, and I commute on the line wire for two reasons. One, I can straddle lanes, so that hour and a half to two-hour drive now becomes close to an hour drive, 45 to an hour, not the most. Um, Harley-Davidson, with you know the plans that they have going on right now, they give you free electricity with uh, Electrify America for two years uh, to 500 kilowatts. And, oh, no, 500 kilowatts on Electrify America, and ChargePoint gives you two years of free charging on Harley-Davidson. So with that being said, it's a no-brainer. I just hop on my bike, go to work, plug it in. If I don't have a plugging station at my work, I just find a local Electrify America or ChargePoint or any other vendor, and I charge up and get back out of town. So that's why I have so many miles on the bike. Now, has it worked for me? Hell yeah. It's, you know, 60 miles one way, 60 miles the other way. I, I can't tell you I make it all the way because I'm, I'm kind of a, with the live wire, it's not easy to go at the speed limit. Um, <laughs> but I get to work. I plug it into my level one charger here at work, or basically, which is the charger that comes with the bike. By the time I'm out of work, at, at, at you know six, seven, eight hours later, the bike's already at eighty percent again. No need for me to charge up anywhere. I just go back home, and That's when I awesome. get home, plug it in again. And you know, it's just it's just a no-brainer. So it just it it, it makes sense. Uh, the bike itself is delivering on the numbers that Harley Davidson has promised. Good. So, yeah, that's great. Part, that's good. Uh, I am getting the mileage. You know, I I've seen it as high because uh, on the on the range, on the on the bar, on the, on the bike itself, sometimes it goes from 146 to 130, 101. I've seen it as high as 195 mile range. Wow. I mean, obviously, that's I'm pretty not good. Stop, not stopping with traffic, but so to me, the range anxiety, the issue of not having charging stations here in California is non-existent because we're so well equipped yeah. with. Uh, Electric, electric infrastructure. Now, one thing I do have to say is one of the things that did get me down on the bike, and now that I'm talking about electricity and recharging it, is the bike not having the ability of having level two charging. Because most guys like me who have already one, maybe two, maybe three electric vehicles at home, we've already invested a few thousand dollars in, in electric infrastructure, huh. just level two, the 230. The, the live wires, you guys well know, will not charge at 230. Right. It will automatically dump down to level one, and that's like basically plugging it into a 110. You get a little bit more efficiency, but not a lot. I had, the test we did was we're getting 10, 12% more efficiency, even though it's plugging in at level two being a little bit more efficient, but it was really not nothing out of the ordinary. So it's you got a level one at home or DC fast charge, which was bumming me out personally because mostly because I had already invested into a bunch of infrastructure at home. But now that I have the bike, I really don't need it. I ended up buying it's a second level one charger and I just keep it plugged in at the wall at home and then I just let the bike in when I get home because one thing that does get really boring after a while is taking that freaking cord off the bottom of the seat every single day so i said screw that i'm just gonna buy another one plug it in keep it plugged in <laughs> and that was it yeah, yeah. so so just because i just learned some a bunch of stuff but so you're telling me a level two charger while i was under the impression i i knew you could not use a level two but what you're suggesting is you could still use a level two it will just reduce it down to level one yes because the the, the bike doesn't have an onboard level two charger right yeah, like has either DC fast charge or level one charging. Yeah, so the so, so most, level most one for our... vehicle owners at home have level two chargers. Right, Tesla guys, got it. Chinese guys, all those guys. So level, just so our listeners know, so level one, what Diego's referencing is plugging into your household one ten, and then level three is our DC fast charging that you see at different sites um, that Diego's mentioning as far as a free electricity that, that Harley picks up the tab, and then level two is a charger you can put put in at your home and those generally run what six to eight hundred dollars range 
Yeah, six to eight hundred bucks was the install charge. Yeah, and you know those are what like I said, Tesla's uses. You know, some of the newer EVs start using that because that's the most cost-effective way of speed uh, high-speed charging your your car at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, fascinating stuff. I mean, uh, the other piece that was interesting to me was one hundred and ninety that he that he saw some range out of it where he mixed in some heavy stop and go because I hadn't hadn't heard that either. Yeah. Um, but five thousand miles. Oh yeah, miles. I've seen those numbers. I, I wish I could just take a picture of the odometer as as I'm driving it, but obviously my phone's stuck on my handlebars, uh, so I can't really take a picture of that. But I I've seen. I'm like, oh my god, I love I love seeing those numbers. But really, truly, at the end of the day, the bike is really ranging between a hundred to hundred. 20, 130, and that's all dependent on how you drive, what speed you're at, the temperature. There's a bunch of factors that really affect what a bike truly gives you. Uh, it's not the same thing going 85 miles per hour uh, on a high riding stance where, you know, I'm taking the brunt of the air in my chest versus 85 miles per hour, me tucking into the tank and trying to cut through the wind as much as I can versus, you know, 45 miles per hour taking the same stance. So, so those are some of the things you got to keep in mind. It's not going to be an exact science, but it does give you well over 100 miles if you're at a low speed and, you know, close to 100 miles if you're doing high speed. So, Diego, I know you're picking up uh, as far as uh, a lot of, you know, hashtags out there. It seems like anytime anybody that I know hashtags Livewire, you're, you're on, you're commenting. Um, where, where are you seeing the culture go as far as Livewire, as far as customization? I mean, Harley owners like to customize their bike. So what are you? Where are you seeing that go? Um, I'm starting to see some of the stuff trickling. The first thing that people kind of complain about the styling of the bike, you know, even though the bike to me is gorgeous, just like my B-Rod was gorgeous. I kept it original. Uh, was that back plastic fender that has that gaping hole in the middle? Yep. Down towards the end, and people seem to hate that because <laughs> they ask me what's the hole for. So the first thing I do is I text my my engineer guy. I go, dude, what is that hole for? He goes, <laughs> tell you the truth. It's a 100% styling thing. I go, that sucks, dude, because if I'm riding in the rain, all of a sudden my back is full of shit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, a lot of my guys started getting you know, creative about it. And some of them said simple duct tape, black duct tape, and that was it. Other guys really went through the trouble of redesigning a whole rear fender with embedded turn signals, embedded stop lights, and relocated its license plate. And now that bike looks really hot. So uh, I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of stuff in the back end of the bike that they can work with. They've done some hydro dipping on some rims already. Um, I'm on the process of, of converting my bike to look like the Tesla Roadster. I don't know if you've seen the metallic red color that that car, car has. The bike is in that process right now of being converted to that. And the guys at Corman Seats now have my bike, and they're working on designing a whole product line for the uh, Livewire based on my bike. That's cool. It's very, very cool. Diego, one of the other videos that I really enjoyed was when you you ran your live wire down to zero energy just to see what would happen. And I was really delighted to hear that the bike just doesn't stop cold. Once it's at zero, it still it still is a vehicle you can get to a charging station on, albeit at lower speeds, correct? Yeah, so the test that I was doing is I, I constantly was getting asked, you know, what happens, what happens, what happens? And I said, well, let's figure it out. So one day I said, you know what, I'm kind of low on juice, so let's 
make it all the way to a charging station, which I think I'll probably make. So I kind of messed around with the throttle and I was throttling hard so I can kind of kill the juice as much as I can. By the time I was getting off the off-ramp, I literally was at 0%. And I noticed that the bike, as much as I throttled, the bike was just not responding, but it was still taking me. And eventually went from 65 to 45 to 35. By the time I'm, I was crawling down 25 miles per hour, and then when I got to the stop sign 10, and then I went to the stop sign turn back to green, I, or the light turned back to green, I turned and the bike wouldn't do more than seven miles per hour, but it eventually got me there. I mean, sooner or later, I would have just totally ran out of juice and said, sorry, screw it, you're screwed, you're going to have to start walking, <laughs> uh, which is one of the tests we did on our last video. And But in general, the bike still gives you a fair warning and, you know, it goes to zero, but it'll still let you ride, you know, somewhat to get to your, your destination. That's interesting. Yeah, within, yeah, it was you know, cool to few, see. I would say no more than a few hundred yards, you know, maybe yeah. two or three hundred yards, but I, I cannot give an exact number. I asked the question at Harley Davidson, and that's one of those fine trade secrets that they don't release. <laughs> what was the What was the question, Diego? What did you ask them? The question that I asked: How much How much range does the bike have when it hits zero? I see. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. That is really cool. They didn't, I, I, if you, you they didn't want to say. And once again, I would understand so because I mean it's not the same thing throttling the bike, uh, not throttling the bike. But I do know it goes into a severe power save mode. And that power save mode basically is diverting all the power to whatever from the battery to whatever juice you have on your on your on your on your electric motor, so it can get you to wherever you're going to go, but at a slow rate, so you can at least not have to push or, or get to it. But <laughs> I was lucky enough to get there, and then obviously the next test was to plug it in and uh, to really see how long it takes. Is normally when you take batteries to zero, it, they don't start right away. You'll see zero, and then it'll stay in zero, and then a minute later still in zero, and then all of a sudden you start seeing it kick in because. That charger and that charging unit has to maybe those batteries you just can't hit them with the current right off the front because once again you got to protect those batteries. Very cool. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Diego, uh, we are already running into close to thirty minutes. I know you're a busy guy. You All just right. uh, got off work and whatnot, so I, I don't want to eat up um, any more of your time. But I would love to have you back um, at some point in time once you've done some of these other reviews and you put some more miles. I say more miles. He's already got five thousand on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but as these bikes begin to uh, get out on the road this coming season, because as, as you know, a lot of them landed uh, late in the season where people were not able to ride them out on the road. So it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. But we'd love to have you come back um, and appreciate your time very much because it, it was it was fascinating. Uh, and you answered a lot of questions that that, uh, that I had on my mind and, and I learned a lot of stuff. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I and mean, I'm there for you guys, so I, I'd love to be back, and if there's any other topics you want to talk about the library, I'd be more than happy. I mean, I don't know at all, but I'd say this or not, I tell people, I can. I probably know the person who probably knows the guy who did something with that, so <laughs> I can ask the question, and, and I have other people in other industries within the same field of electric motorcycles that I kind of bounce ideas from, and eventually I just want to build a community where people help each other and, and kind of see what's going on, and nobody nobody's better than anybody else it's just here's what we have and here's how we can help you and uh i have that forum and i created the forum recently of buy sell trade you know so i'm already seeing all these customizations happening which means that there's spare parts out there and people are listing now there's spare parts on there and then other people have dropped their bikes already are buying spare parts you know to kind of get their bikes up and running so it's like this vicious circle that if we can manage it properly people can benefit very very cool uh, Diego, where would people find this group? Just so, just uh, one last piece. So, uh, where where would so, they locate so, that? So, the, the, my main Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash HD Livewire. 
and then in there you'll be able to find the page. From there you can bounce off into any of the other groups, which is the buy, sell, trade, and then you also have the uh, group for the HV Labwire guys because some people like liking pages, other people like to follow a page. So depending on what you what you inkling is, uh, one of them is more like a personal blog, which is my HV Labwire, my personal blog, and the other one's more like a general group for people to kind of bounce ideas. And then uh, on Instagram you can find me under at dcar70, D-C-A-R-70, and then you'll find me, or if you do a hashtag Livewire, like you said, you'll probably find me in there somewhere, more than once. Awesome stuff, Diego. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Look forward to having you come back. Oh, whenever you guys want, you know where to find me. Thank you, Diego. Thanks. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast, sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.